Welcome to the main ingredient here on 680 CJOB. I'm Kevin Bergen. Bothwell Cheese is an iconic company here in Manitoba, one that many other companies rely on to raise the quality of their own products. I've wanted to talk to them for a while, and I bumped into an old friend of mine named John Scarcella, who is now the territory sales manager for Bothwell Cheese, so he came in to talk and brought Mike Raftus, the VP of Sales, Marketing, and Communications. Let's talk about your backgrounds. All right, John and Mike. So, John, maybe you can tell us about you know, your background before you came to Bothwell Cheese. Sure. I spent... Uh Let's see now, probably 10 years with uh, Earl's mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, worked my way up through the kitchen and became a chef there and then moved on to uh, Wow Hospitality as a chef at a number of their locations as well and uh, decided to, um, I guess, try something new and went into sales um, with some of the bigger distributors. And uh, when the opportunity came to go to the Bothwell team, uh, I was all about it. I love their product as a chef, mm-hmm. and I think that passion comes through uh, where I get to go meet other chefs and you know show them our great products, and they're the same ones that I use as a chef, so it uh, completes a loop for me. It's great. Right. I guess a lot of them are as excited as you were when you were a chef, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because an easy sell for Manitoba product. Uh, Mike, how about you? Yeah, so uh, um, you know I've had a variety of... Uh, positions within consumer goods through sales and marketing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm uh, born and raised in Winnipeg, uh, but I've traveled around and worked in different markets in Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan as well. Um, majority of my experience has been from beverage alcohol mm-hmm. business and sales and marketing. So representing some of the biggest brands in the industry, um, uh, Diageo, so like Crown Royal, yep. Smirnoff, those brands, uh, Jim Beam, um, that took me to Toronto. Um, working and marketing there. The more you speak, the more I like you. Yeah, <laughs> everyone likes Somebody the booze guy, that. right? I, but I, you know, I thought I was popular, um, you know, being the booze guy. Yeah. Um, but when I went into uh, selling cheese, it was, you know, um, no question, cheese is way more popular. Is that right? Really? Yes. That's crazy. Way more people, whether your family's going out or nothing, cheese is just such a big part um, right. of everyone's diets. Yep. But um, okay, so recently Bothwell won two prizes at the British Empire Cheese Show. First of all, what is the British Empire Cheese Show? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, it's one of the longest um, running uh, cheese competitions um, in the world. And at one time it was, you know, um, set up of, you know, different cheesemakers, you know, from the British Empire coming together. Mm -hmm. And largely just, there's no big prizes and big cash awards. It's more just bragging rights. For sure. Um, It's graded by cheesemakers. So placing well in there is uh, just a testament because you're graded by your peers. For sure, in right. The industry. Yeah. So, um, so now it's primarily just Canadian cheeses entering uh, the award show. Is it an annual event? Uh, it is annual. Okay. Um, and it's put on by the um, Central Ontario Cheesemakers Association. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's, we've always placed well, whether it's our, you know, our marble, our Monterey Jack does well. It, uh, there's different categories. So you guys choose which one of your cheeses is going to go in the competition. Exactly. That's right. So we may put in 10 different cheeses yep. and, uh, you know, you know, hopefully we always try to place really well and sometimes we don't. So it's a challenge on some varieties where we're like, okay, we play seventh, which is great. How do we do better next year? And in that category, or maybe category. we chose the wrong, maybe we should choose a different cheese next time. Yeah. So there's different categories, whether there's cheddars, there's specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd put in our, you know, our jalapeno or chili pepper and some of those ones, um, you know, and it changes every year, um, depending where we place. Um, our track record has been 
primarily within our Cheddar and Monterey Jack as, as kind of our ones we've done well. And uh, I believe we've won first in, you know, our marble. Might be eight out of the last 11 times. Oh, wow. One of them we just didn't enter, um, you know, so it's it's uh, it's quite good. And it's something that, you know, we take back to our employees and our staff. It gives even that internal recognition of, hey, we're doing something right. You know, we're still making cheese like we did 81 years ago. For sure. Um, you know, it's a competitive market. So to have this little, you know, cheesemaker, not so little now, but little <laughs> cheesemaker out of Manitoba <clears throat> going against, you know, cheesemakers in Ontario, um, you know, in Quebec, in different regions and placing really well, it's, it's you know, something we, uh, we're very proud of. You're tuned into the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Mike and John from Bothwell Cheese are my guests, and we are talking about the incredible growth of this iconic company over the past few years. We've seen a lot of growth in in a short amount of time. So as I mentioned before, we've, you know, just over four years um, doubled in in terms of sales. Um, Right, and John is an expansion of the growth, right? Exactly, yeah. So when I started four and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, I was the guy at trade shows sampling the cheese. I was meeting with, you know, Safeway and Sobeys as key account manager. I was food service sales rep, you know, just I was doing social media, you know, everything. And and it didn't take me long to figure out that, you know, if we need to grow and, and start marketing our brand and getting the story out there, we need to invest in our people and really expand our team. So Right, all that stuff, because they are separate jobs and all of those jobs got to be done right. Exactly. If you have one guy doing them, then he's doing them as best as he can. But Exactly. So we've, um, that was a big obstacle to, to growth and we were great on the product development side. A lot of our growth was organic, which is the best type of growth. Like it, it just sold itself because it was such a great, great story, great brand. It was just about getting out there and being able to tell the story more to people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we needed people to do that. Um, so he's a good person to do that. Yeah. So Very John's been great. Guy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I hired him. So I was going to say he's great. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So, um, but no, he's, you know, it's just a good example of having an experienced team and you know we have a sales director in Ontario we have one in Western Canada we have a marketing team now someone doing social media Um, so So all that stuff did not exist four years ago right two years ago two years ago so um, you know when I started four years ago I'd go to somewhere in Ontario and go you familiar with Bothwell cheese and they're like no so I'd tell the story Um, now it doesn't matter which market I'm in someone sees my name tag whether they're in the industry or not, they're like, oh, Bothwell cheese, I love your chili pepper. So now people are starting to recognize it. And a lot of that is just having the people out there and being able to communicate their story in a better way. Um, so we've seen a lot of that growth and has led to, you know, us growing on average 25% a year. And it's crazy. To keep up to that demand, we've had to expand our team, you know, operationally. Um, and just over a year, we've gone from approximately 60 employees to 120. That so is insane. That's a tough balance too, right? You can't let the growth destroy the business, right? Right. Because sometimes the business can grow so like in in such a way that it's kind of hard to maintain the business at that size, right? So, you know, I gave up my office once and then, because we had no space and then we had to give it up again. Next thing you know, I was kicked out of the factory (laughs) because, you know, there was no space and a lot of staff had to be there. So we opened up an office in, in Niverville, sales and marketing office. Um, and you know, we do have plans to expand our facility on the site Mm -hmm. just because every nook and cranny, we have an employee and just recently we bought one of our employees houses, which was next next to the, yeah, next door factory. Not joking. I love, uh, Hey Bob, um, (laughs) I gotta ask you a question. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. I mean, so we're, we're in the process of renovating that 
so we can relocate a lot of our customer service operations and order desks there because there's just no space. What a great problem to have. Bothwell Cheese is growing simply because they make a great product, which we'll talk more about when the main ingredient returns. Unless you live under a rock in this town, you've tasted or heard of Bothwell Cheese. Because they make a great product, the company has grown rapidly over the last few years. So Mike Raftis, the VP of Sales, Marketing and Communications, and John Scarcella, the Territory Sales Manager, are here to continue to fill us in. So at some point, you know, um, we have enough capacity to make cheese. Mm-hmm. But at some point, as we continue to grow, we need to build outside of that and expand our facility and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've we've grown a lot. And there's, you know, I, I look at us as a 81-year-old startup. Mm-hmm. So... We're in that phase where we just, in a short amount period of time, just scaled up quickly. And, you know, a lot of that is our ownership. Um, you know, Kevin, our president, Kevin Thompson and Len Thompson are, you know, um, brothers that own the business. Um, but they're investing in the company and allowed right. us, especially me, freedom and, you know, to invest on the sales and marketing side and understand that, you know, customers at the forefront of our business and really building a planner on that and just getting out in front of people and telling our story. And it's it's paying off. Right. It must be super gratifying for you, especially to see that much change in the four years that you've been there. Oh, it's, it is amazing. And, you know, I, I tell and my Especially to do less work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, well, I wish there was less work. But, no, <laughs> but at least you get to focus on one kind of work. Yeah. Right? And, and sometimes, I you know, I, I kind of laugh in the office where I'm just watching my team um, be self-sufficient and I give them a lot of autonomy to make their decisions. Mm-hmm. And, but I get a lot of sa- satisfaction on watching them going, I have no idea what they're talking about. It doesn't involve me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the business is going on. And it's great. I recently just took two weeks holidays for the first time where I shut my phone off. Really? And you know what? Business went on, you know, and, and nothing and, burned down. No, no, good. the team took care of it. And, you know, they're all, you know, passionate, you know, intelligent, mature people. So it is really rewarding to see that. Um, and then also see the business grow because it's kind of like, hey, we've got a hand in driving, you know, some of the economic wealth in the province. Fully. You know? Yeah, 100%. Um, so it's definitely rewarding every time, you know, we 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 kind of look back at that. And if somebody buys our product, what it represents, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. That is a pretty dope uh, Bothwell cheese shirt you got there. I didn't notice that's an actual Bothwell cheese shirt. Yes, it is. That's uh, pretty fancy. Yeah, Mike uh, used to uh, handle all the merchandising as well, so I yeah. think he's passed that on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, you my did a good job. Shirt, yeah. That is pretty slick. I had nothing to do with it. it was, <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk. You know, I have a question. What is the non-GMO project verified product line? What is that? Yeah, so I'm, we're really excited about this one. It's it's. It's taken a few years in development, uh, but the non-GMO project is a third-party verification, um, which just verifies um, that a product has gone through a, a verification process and identifies um, if there's non-GMO, if there's GMO ingredients, mm-hmm. genetically modified right. ingredients uh, used in, in the uh, the product. So, it's represents about the program 19 billion in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about 39,000 products that are part of the program. Um, so it's one of the fastest growing natural food labels. And basically, you know, people want to know what's in the food they eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, companies are starting to look at transparency and authenticity and kind of showing their ingredient. Kind of have to. Again, people are, people are asking for that. Yeah. Right? So this was one where, you know, um, there's a cheese being produced in the U.S., um, you know, that's non-GMO project verified. It was the first in the world. You know, we looked at 
other countries um, in Europe, in Australia, that are either banning GMOs or mandatory labeling. Mm -hmm. So this is one thing where we've looked at the research and consumers are saying, hey, we want to know what's in the food we eat. We want to, you know, um, have some assurance on the product we're buying and we're feeding our family. So, um, yeah, so we've fast forward today. We've, um, we're producing uh, uh, white cheddar right now um, that is produced from uh, verified farms um, where they only feed their cows um, non-GMO crops. Um, so that's what the agency verifies. All the feed is tested yep. to ensure that there are no, um, there's no GMO contamination in the feed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's one thing where. It's going to be a lot of work for the, for the actual farm that you get it from. That's a lot of extra work, right? Yeah. And, and it's just, um, you know, securing, you know, um, non-GMO feed and the crops, working with dairy farmers in Manitoba because they do um, manage the supply chain and identifying farms that, um, you know, that believe in the project, um, see a need for it. Um, and, you know, um, that's one thing where you just focused on providing customers with more choice and options on, on what products they're, they're, um, they're buying. So, um, we still make, you know, cheese made with conventional milk where, you know, um, the cows are, are fed GMO feed and other rations that are approved by Health Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with it. Right? right. And, um, you know, we're not implying that there's, there's GMOs in that cheese or anything like that, because it's one of those things where, it depends on your research and what you believe in. Right. Um, right. Um, so we're just throwing that information out there, customers, so that they can make their choice on the shelf. Right. Um, you know, if, if someone doesn't, you know, see value in that and, and look for that on the label, that's fine. They just, you know, they won't look for it. But if there's that certain segment of the population where they're looking more closely at things and, you know, they see value in it and, and that's what we're doing. We're offering just like another one of our varieties. Right. Just so another option, choice. right, for yeah. those who want it, right? Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, you guys brought some cheese in here today. So maybe, John, we, we can talk a bit about that. Sure. Um, it looks awesome, by the way. <clears throat> thank you. Um, I've got a, I picked some of the favorites, uh, some of my favorites, and we've got a uh, habanero uh, cheese here. Um, so that one is with cracked pepper, and uh, we have a, uh, sorry, old cheddar, uh, an extra old um, Red wine cheddar. Red wine cheddar. Yep. And then a uh, truffle cheese and a smoked gouda. I they believe. look yeah. awesome. Okay. So what goes into thinking about what kind of cheese you guys are going to make? Like is a red wine cheddar a popular thing? Is it a new thing? You know, it's, I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. I mean, it, it is one of our more popular ones. Right. So, I mean... Just to, to have some context there, and I, I believe you had, you know, Jason Wartsman was on the prior um, session and, and, you know, really put it on the map from a product development standpoint. Jason Wartsman is the previous director of sales and marketing for Bothwell Cheese, but he is now the director of marketing and product development for Granny's Poultry, but had played a major role in developing excellent cheese products before he left, which is why Mike brought him up. He's a great guy also. We'll be back after sports news and the weather with more Bothwell cheese on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Welcome to the main ingredient. We are back talking with Mike and John from Bothwell Cheese, and we are talking about Chef Jason Wartsman, who was responsible for many of the excellent Bothwell Cheese products you all enjoy today. He's uh, obviously a chef, Jason, right? So he, he um, 
launched a lot of these brands, especially the the um, the smoked cheeses and stuff. So yep. product development was really strong. So they're not new. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for some time, um, but they are very popular. And if you look at, especially now that we're coast to coast, um, you know, growing in Eastern Canada, yep. uh, a lot of these specialty cheeses is what's put us on the map. Um, you know, other companies make great cheddars, a lot of great places, but the unique varieties is really what sets us apart. So red wine is, is a great, um, I like talking about this one. It's the only one that's really made in small batches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's growing. It's one of our fastest growing products. You know, our cheese makers are like, slow down. We, you know, it's su- such hard work to make the red wine. Oh, is it really? That they're like, no, I don't want to make anymore. But we're like, yes, it's so popular, <laughs> right? It's, you will make it. Yes, people love it. It's wine and cheese, right? Yep. So, um, but essentially you take our, our extra old cheddar, which is aged up to a year. Um, they take in the blocks and then they, they mill it, they rework it. Mm-hmm. So they break it up into little curds and then they pour the real Canadian wine um, that we use from Peller Estates. Um, so we use real red wine. They hand mix it. And then they hand put it into stainless steel, we call them hoops, yep. but they're basically the forming cases. Mm-hmm. And that's how cheese was made years ago. Uh, well, maybe it was made in wood, mm-hmm. but now it's stainless steel. So yep. they hand press it in the blocks and it gets sealed again too. So so when they're busy, they can say they are truly hooped. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can say that. I'm sorry, it was there and I took it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very popular, tough to make, but it's, it's I mean... It goes over really well, and obviously wine and cheese, they're natural pairings. Um, and then going around to our smoked, uh, again, that's something that comes from Jason Worsman days of developing that, of using real wood smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he mentioned before, you know, we used to smoke some of our competitor cheeses, which after I started, we stopped that uh, Did you? <laughs> practice for obvious reasons yeah. as we've grown. Of course. Um, you know, and, and but it is something that instead of using a synthetic you know, liquid smoke and things like that. We use real wood smoke. So a lot of the varieties are, are, you know, something that sets us apart and, and are unique. And I think John as a chef, um, by trade can attest to how that opens up, I guess, versatility and stuff in the kitchen. Um, you know, and with people at home as well too, right. They're fun. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, different, uh, applications for, you know, even a quesadilla, you can use our habanero or, our red chili flakes, so it gives it some extra heat, right? So there's a, a lot of op, a lot of uh, different varieties that you can uh, definitely have some fun with. Um, you guys, okay, you guys have a bazillion different kinds of cheese, right? How many different kinds of cheese do you guys have? Do you know? Yeah, it's like we, I went on your we site and I'm like, Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> but we're upwards of uh, 25 varieties um, now, and and uh, different formats as different well. Different formats as well. Yeah, so we're. You know, that's one thing where, yeah, we got a lot of varieties. My mom was excited when I said that you guys were coming in. <laughs> Literally, she's like, you're going to Bothwell cheese? You're going to bring me back some cheese? <laughs> well, you have some cheese. Now. You, you, yeah. you like, settle it. down, mom, settle <laughs> down. You know, it's kind of crazy. Maybe we can talk about your fan favorites. You know what? Can, can I try the, the red wine cheese? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there, okay, so you guys would know. Yeah, that water's for you. Sorry, I didn't even tell you that. That water's for you there. <laughs> got it. Um, my fresh water, it's uh, artesian water that I made. Um <laughs> Is there different kinds of cheese that you'd recommend to go along with different kinds of wines or different kinds of drinks, whatever, like the red wine cheese? Um, would I be eating that with red wine or what specific thing would you, would you do for it, Johnny? Yeah, I think it's just, it's a matter of uh, what you like to, you know, what what type of wine you like and um, just give it a shot. I mean, I think that they all work well with, uh, with red and white, mm-hmm. um, but it's about preference and 
Yeah, I don't think there's one that I wouldn't recommend with uh, with any wine for sure. Like if it's good, yeah, if it tastes good. It's good. That's right. It depends what you like, right? If you're if you like older cheeses and you get the texture right, that uh, red wine cheese is good. So the one you tried now, it has <laughs> mm-hmm. it's aged, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get a more, I guess, if you equate it to wine, like a more full body texture that kind of hangs in your mouth for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's really about what styles of cheese you like, right? So, and how you eat it. I mean, Sadly, some are like more salty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally. Right? <laughs> it's hard to choose. It's just trial and error. And that's the big thing we try to encourage um, is don't be afraid to explore. So, you know, most people are, do the same old thing on their cheese board when they're entertaining. So we try to push them a bit more. What do you mean the same old thing? Using the same kinds of cheeses? So I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll you know, I'll get my brie, my cheddar, we'll cut it up on the board. Um, you know, we'll put some grapes and some meat, which is great. Right. right? Great yep. step. But 100%. Let's explore a little bit more and go, you know, black truffle or all cheeses in general pair really well with honey. Oh, do they really? Like, yeah, like sweet and heat sal- up some sweet honey. And salty, yeah. Yeah, it's just, and a lot of people don't know that, but it's like put honey on your board. Mm-hmm. Jams, there's a lot of jams or even um, some local mustards like Smack Dab, pick it up. Put that on your board mm-hmm. and change it up a little bit because yep. it goes over well, and most people don't know about that. So it's and you're you're the star of your party when you're when you're coming over and you got all these neat pairings. So don't be afraid to explore, and it's and it's not just Bothwell, like you know, go out. There's brie. There's other great Canadian cheeses out there. You know, don't be afraid to experiment and and mix it up. Right. Don't forget about beer. <laughs> yeah. Beer and cheese is a great pairing. You're, ta- you're, yeah, you're yeah. talking to me, brother. I never forget about yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah. Most people are, are, don't think of that, surprisingly, because it's wine and cheese right. primarily. But, you know, certain cocktails um, may pair well. Or whiskeys, if, if there's a smokiness and you have a smoked cheese. And in a smoked extra old cheddar as the age and the intensity to keep up with maybe something strong like a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a lot of local craft breweries and beers around too. So you could have a really fun you know, um, party or beer and cheese tasting at, at your home, right? And that would be just awesome. just experiment. And For sure. We've done that at my house a few times too, where everyone's just great. Which pairings did you like? And some people like it, some don't, and it, it all depends on what you like. It's right? all personal preference. Nothing's wrong, right? Yeah, right? Just yeah. don't be afraid. Get out and explore, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing. So It's pretty cool. Um, on your site, I went to the FAQs, frequently asked questions, and one of them was people ask if you can mail cheese to them. Do people really ask them, them that? Yeah, all the time. Are you being serious? <laughs> all the time, yeah. Can you mail me cheese? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, you want the cheese when you want someone to throw it in a package yeah. and send it to you, right? Yeah, and you know what? We've 81 years of um, families growing up on our product. Mm-hmm. And just like many of us know, we have friends that's, that's moved across the country. Yeah. Um, and yeah, especially around... Christmas time and certain occasions, they're just, how can I get your cheese? Or there's people coming up to our cheese shop that are filling their bags going, oh, I'm meeting my, my daughter. Or I'm meeting my sister in, in Nova Scotia or Ontario. And they're packing their bag full of cheese. That is hilarious. So that's pretty cool, though, right? <laughs> and, and that's something maybe we should look into. And it's just a matter of, uh, you know, we don't ship it. We've tried at one point, but um, perishability and just making sure food safety and everything is, is good. Is, yeah, for sure. It's a big challenge, but maybe... Uh, that's the future of 
having some drones drop off cheese. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's it. <laughs> be hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so your cheese is attributed to the success of many other local products. But like I told you guys before we started this, Perfect Pierogies, James from Perfect Pierogies, says, uh, you know, your cheese is what makes their product good. Santa Lucia Pizza attributes the, their success to the quality of, of your cheese. So is that kind of a maybe a, a side product of or a side focus to make sure your the quality of your products remains high so that it keeps other products high other people that use your products high absolutely i think that's that's one thing where quality um food safety all those things are are definitely a number one priorities um for us as a company and we've built that loyal following right that mm-hmm. they've come used to a high quality product and um I mean, that's one thing as we've grown, that's makes it more and more important that those aspects and the quality of the product doesn't change. Product quality is what Bothwell seems to do best. So we are going to talk more about it with Mike and John after the break. You know, you're doing something right when other companies rely on your quality product to keep the quality of their product high. Mike and John from Bothwell Cheese are here and they're talking about the cheese they make. Right. Right. Because it changes more than just your product. Yeah. Changes a lot of other products, right? Yeah. And that's one thing we we talk a lot about internally as a team and and stuff like that too is, you know, we're growing, we're doing more volume, um, but we don't want to turn into those those large manufacturers that, you know, have shareholders, you know, have certain targets to meet and and the quality does suffer a little bit. So um, it becomes an ugly machine then. Yeah. Like when we look in, you know, one of the criteria of what makes a great cheese you know, in the competition, um, closeness is one of the variables. So in closeness is basically, you know, if you, if you look at your cheese, you cut into it, you know, is there a lot of holes Mm -hmm. in the cheese? Mm -hmm. You know, is it really, did the curves really knit together? Um, you know, and if you look at some of the larger, uh, manufacturers and that too, and look at their blocks, there's a lot of holes. Holes are bad. Holes are bad. bad. Unless it's Swiss. Swiss. I'm all dumb over here, so... um, Not all holes holes are bad. bad, You know, if you look at a cheddar and there's, you know, a lot of holes in it and you just leave and look at the blocks and they don't look... The shape doesn't look that great and things like that. Some of those things can get away from you if you're doing a lot of volume and taking steps. So, yeah, that's one aspect where, I mean, especially if it's, you know, there's Santa Lucia, there's Frank's Pizza, Mm -hmm. there's Perfect Pierogies. There's a lot of, um, you know clients that depend on a quality product and if if we um don't live up to the quality aspects it changes their product totally 100%. so you know that's just something we can't do right they they expect a certain product and we need to focus on delivering that so for sure yeah. it's i'm not gonna say it's easy to create a, a high standard for a product but the hard part is maintaining that day after day right right because there's so many different factors that go into producing quality cheese right yeah and and we try to be perfect all the time and that doesn't happen just like every other business. And when you start looking at the variables, it's, oh yeah, we got to, you know, how much long does the milk sit and, you know, agitate and how long does it sit on the table? How is it stirred? Salt? How long is it stored? The temperature storing? Like you can go on oh, and yeah, on. Good grief. 30 aging, different variables. Aging involved. the product. Yeah. Afterwards it'll perform different. So yeah. And, on top of that. Yeah. So if, if we don't, deliver the proper age pizza on a certain specific or sorry, mozzarella um, with a certain age and specification to our customers and they're all different. um, Hang on a second. So if I'm a customer, I will specifically say like taste wise, 
for my product, it has to be aged as a certain way. Like in order to get the, the taste, it has to be a certain way for a certain customer. Is that how that works? Yeah, and maybe John could talk about um, using a pizza customer as an example and the ovens they're using. You know how the sensitivity of of that. So yeah, you can have uh, so whether it be a gas uh, fired oven or a uh, electric oven, an impringer, which is one of those uh, conveyor decks. Mm-hmm. Um, they all all of our cheeses will perform a little bit different in in each one of those ovens. Mm-hmm. So knowing the temperature and how long they cook for, uh, what type of uh, you know, finished product that they're looking for as well. So do they want it to be a little bit buttery? So you'd go with a full fat, um, you know, maybe a blend would work best for them. So full fat and partly skim, which would give you a nice stretch. And then also a nice color and browning on the top. Um, But when we were talking about the aging, we we definitely realized that some of our cheeses perform better um, within a certain range. So that's what we shoot for. Um, so whether that be between five and eight weeks, um, we make sure we designate that product for the pizza customers. That's interesting. Yeah. Never this, knew all that went in the background of, uh, of pizza and cheese. Oh, yeah. right? That's a lot of questions you probably got to ask people when they're, when you're giving them a certain product or they're looking for one of your products, right? Yeah. And you become a bit of a detective too. You have to understand, uh, what the application is and then, um, you know, th- think about what, what the end product is going to look like, mm-hmm. so to help them, because if, if they're if they're set on using one product that just won't perform with their oven, it's not going to have the desired color or texture. Um, so showing them the different uh, varieties, uh, so whether it be full fat, partly skimmed, or a blend, uh, and showing them uh, what they look like, take pictures and have people taste it, and then come up with what works best for them. Oh, so you'd give them product, have them make their pizzas and test right, it first, right. and see what works best. Yeah, and you know, Mike and I will go uh, and, and do these trials with the customers and um, you know, see if we can come up with exactly what they're looking for. Interesting. Yeah, we also have our own uh, conveyor oven in our factory. Mm-hmm. So we do test um, mozzarella and stuff. <laughs> it's Friday, man. Let's do yeah. some tests. Yeah. <laughs> we make, we make, there's a lot of cheese toast and a lot of pizza that comes through every day. So. That's awesome. And we have to because if we don't make sure that the product is right, and I mean, cheese is a living organism. So mm-hmm. if timing is off by 20 minutes when we made mozzarella, it's perfectly great for you know 90% of uses. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that pizza customer, if it's a little bit off, and, you know, it's Friday night, it's busy, or Saturday night, um, and they get the wrong cheese and it starts to burn or something. Oh, yeah, not That's good. a big deal, right? Yeah. So we need to make sure, um, you know, that that we're um, doing a lot of testing and trialing. Mm-hmm. Do that. And, you know, a lot of people at home, it's different. You're baking a pizza at 350 degrees. Well, these pizza chains are 500 degrees, 550. It's yeah, totally it's different. Through, yeah. Um, you know, so... Um, and people have probably seen that at home if they took like a processed cheese slice or something and, and tried to bake it in the oven, it just kind of burns and doesn't really do much, right? So all cheese is different, um, right? So This has been educational. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm going to go home and make pizza in a different kind of way now, bro. <laughs> all right, let's get give people basic information like where they can buy Bothwell cheese. Um, can people come to your factory and you guys do tours of your factory? Um, no, we, we don't do public tours. Um, so we do within the industry and some of our customers, yep. um, we do do tours cause we, we feel that's really important, to to, um, kind of show where, where food comes from and mm-hmm. where it's made. Um, but we do have a cheese shop where, um, which is open five days a week and it's one of our busiest stores. Like at the factory? At the factory. Right, right. In New Bothwell. Oh, people must come there like crazy. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a busy store. Um, you know, to give some perspective, 
um, behind some of our customers like Costco, Safeway, Sobeys. Um, they're number five as far as our top selling customers. In our You're G-Shop. joking. You just said Costco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so it's obviously our business is growing, so I don't know how long that's going to hold true. But right. No, it it's busy. It's uh, six hundred square feet, yep. and it's nonstop. Um, it's busy. I mean, we have truckers that stop that are on their way to Alberta, and they're passing through, and they're I get some cheese they're paying like eight hundred dollars in cheese to bring back home and stuff. Oh, so <laughs> it's it, it is a busy store. So um, yeah, it's open, and people are welcome to come down. Um, a lot of our cheese ends from production. Uh, so when you're making blocks, you're left with odds and ends yeah. and little cheese pieces. Oh, so you sell those out of the cheese shop? Yeah, which we call trim. Yeah. Um, but it's basically, you know, in, in small bags at a great competitive price, right? Yeah, those must be really popular, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and then the fresh curds, obviously, when they when they come out is a big one, especially for, for the locals. Uh, if it's a week old, the curds, they probably won't buy them, right? They're just so used to getting them before they hit the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. They're warm. They're on the shelf. So people are spoiled to go and their right. So yeah. 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 And I, and just about any, you know, independent retailer, grocery store, um, you know, there's even some garden centers. I mean, especially in Manitoba, our cheese mm-hmm. can be found everywhere. Yep. Um, and now we're, we're coast to coast. So whether you're going to Prince Edward Island or Vancouver Island or Victoria, you're going to find our cheese. That's killer. Uh, if you go up to, in, uh, None of it in the northern communities. We sell through Northwest Company. Oh, do you really? Through their northern stores. So you can go to Rankin Inlet and find our cheese, right? So, um, you know, we're in a lot of places. You guys must be popular when you go to parties. Like the beer guys be like, hey, bring some beer. (laughs) For sure you guys are like, hey, do you want to bring some cheese? You guys get that a lot? Absolutely. (laughs) I I went to a a recent um, family function. I think it was, uh, I don't know, it was Mother's Day or whatnot. And I didn't bring cheese this time. And everyone was like, Mike, where's the cheese? And I was like, <laughs> everybody's waiting. For felt their... so bad. I was just like, oh, Wait, nothing, nothing che- like, yeah, fix. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. That is hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, guys. No, thank oh, you. Oh, thanks. All this time I've been bringing booze to parties when I should have been bringing Bothwell cheese. Who knew? If you missed today's episode of The Main Ingredient, you can listen to it on the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Talk to you next week here on 680 CJOB.